Welcome to the RSM Talk Big podcast, helping you invest well, understand money and achieve the best tax outcomes. Your hosts today are Andrew Sykes, Chris Oates and Young Han. Hey everyone and welcome to the RSM Talk Big podcast, where we talk about topics that help you save, create and protect your wealth. I'm Andrew Sykes and I'm joined in the studio today by Young Han. Hi everyone. And by Chris Oates. G'day everyone. And today we're going to be talking digital and technology. We're going to have a look at how technology is impacted on business and a little bit of look into what's going to happen into the future. Technology is funny. It's, uh, I've seen a lot. Uh, you guys might not know, but uh, this month cracks 30 years as an accountant for me. And when I started, we had no technology, not even a computer on the desk. Probably the last generation to start work without computers. Certainly changed a lot now. And to get some insights into that, we're joined by Laurel Gray from RSM Digital. G'day, Laurel. How are you? Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Not a problem. We'll get into it. But before we do, I'd just like to remind you that you can subscribe for our podcast at our landing page, rsm.com.au forward slash talk big uh, or on your favorite podcast application. You can also uh, send us a question there if you like or email to talkbig at rsm.com.au. Laurel, thank you for joining us today. Um, would you like to tell us a bit more about your role at RSM and your professional journey? Sure. Thanks, Young. Uh, so my role at RSM is I lead the digital advisory practice, and we essentially help to select and implement the right technology for our clients at the right time. Um, in terms of my professional journey, I migrated to Australia around eight years ago and have spent a lot of my career overseas in Denmark, Thailand, and in Singapore before coming here. I've always been really interested in cloud technology, and I had my own consulting and systems integration firm before joining RSM. Yeah, so I'm guessing being around in, well, lots of different areas around the world, you would have seen lots of change in technology. And as Andrew said, it's over 30 years. It's <laughs> a lot goes it's on. It's a big I, journey, mate. <laughs> yeah. I know stockbroking gone to the days where you're riding buy and sell on um, on your slips. So I, with the technology and the changes that do happen, it has a big impact on business. So, Laura, what are the biggest changes that you're seeing? The biggest change is that technology that was once available to large corporates, multinationals, government organizations – um, just exclusively for ERP solutions is now totally accessible for SMEs. And almost it's better technology than those people had before. Not only that, but small, medium businesses can adopt technology at a much faster rate as they don't have so many channels to go through. So the adoption is happening much, much faster. Yeah, and the small to medium businesses, uh, one of the one of the key areas is accounts payable. If accounts payable doesn't operate, business doesn't make money, doesn't get paid and doesn't operate. And it is an area that is definitely rapidly transforming. Over the last two, three years, what have sort of been the most significant advancements that you're seeing? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, that you're jumping right into the accounts payable space uh, because really that's sort of the gateway drug almost for business owners after they migrate their accounting package across, 
And I would say most small, medium businesses in Australia are already aware of all the solutions available around the cloud accounting side, uh, but they don't realize how much time they could actually save with accounts payable. So in the last two to three years, the biggest shift has been around OCR text recognition technology being embedded into tools and into cloud accounting packages to totally eliminate data entry. Whether you're using your cloud accounting package or you have an add-on solution for OCR, it means that you can either upload or forward uh, PDF copies of invoices, and you don't have to do any of that data extraction yourself. It's all done for you automatically. So, Laura, what we're seeing is a lot of rework being done by businesses. So they'll receive an invoice on email, for example. They'll print it out and then they'll retype it into their Zero or MYOB package and then file that paper invoice. What's changed with that? So over the last two to three years, there's been a huge shift in that accounts payable space using OCR text recognition. Essentially, instead of you having to manually enter those line items, who the invoice is from, what the due date is, you're now able to have all that information automatically extracted, either through accounts payable platforms or directly in the cloud accounting solution. The other thing that that does is it allows for a whole range of other things to be added in around the approvals process and basically eliminating the entire need for a paper trail. So you don't need to be sending emails back and forth between staff members to make sure things are approved and filing those things away into a storage location. It all can happen directly in the software. So RPA is a buzzword we hear a lot. What is it and how are you seeing it impact small business? RPA stands for Robotic Process Automation, and it's a huge buzzword. It's thrown around for large businesses and small businesses. And I think it's got a lot of small business owners afraid because they think that they, in order to take advantage of the latest technology, need to start building their own bots in order to replicate existing processes happening in their businesses. And perhaps some of that is true. Every business is unique and you have to have your own workflow automation uh, systems built in. Obviously, you're going to have different approvals processes depending on what type of business you have and how your departments are set up, of course. Um, but robotic process automation doesn't have to mean that you build out everything from scratch. RPA is built in to a lot of the SaaS or software as a service applications that are available on the market now. And instead of business owners needing to completely configure all those workflows from scratch, they're able to take advantage of best practice that's already built out by these solutions. So, so RPA sounds like a bit of a scary term, but it's really just automating, isn't it? Exactly. So taking simple processes that are lots of steps and meaning that you no longer have to do them as a small business. Yes, and instead of you having to identify what those steps are in advance and mapping out and configuring all those workflows yourself, these solutions will already do that for you. And you also mentioned about the fact that, you know, it was only available for the larger businesses because of the capital investment and everything that's involved at the beginning. 
But um, I guess this all makes it, SaaS makes it easier for um, small business to access those benefits. Um, so what's your view on the adoption and how should small business go about it? And I know that um, RSM Digital does that initial assessment and, and come up with the solutions and all. Can you just walk through the process and an estimated cost for a small business? Yeah, so it, you mean when you're wanting to actually start from scratch and identify what the opportunities are? Yeah, from there and their journey, it could be, you know, just account payable, it could be the whole workflow process. Sorry, um, if you can just mention about, you know, how the zero actually changed business operate and if you can walk through that um, process, that'd be great. Sure. So, uh, look, I think the f- it's important to note there's lots of different areas in, in businesses, right? And you can either start from identifying efficiencies in the back office, like we're talking about today, or you might start on the sales side and identifying where you're going to grow and identify new customers. Uh, so whenever we talk about back office digital transformation, the most effective starting point for businesses is usually a systems review to identify, are you using cloud accounting or what solutions are you already using as part of your finance function? And what are the main things that you can do with those existing solutions already? And then what additional technology do you need? Um, And you asked about cost. It doesn't have to be expensive for small businesses to undertake this type of review. Um, It really could just be an hour or two to sit down and talk with a certified expert in technology who knows those solutions that are available on the market and can give you a quick pick. Because that's important, isn't it? It's it's about this technology being accessible. So the cost of implementation or, or using the technology, is that prohibitive or not? It seems like it's not. No, look, usually if we're talking specifically about accounts payable automation, for between $30 and $50 a month, you can get a solution that basically does everything end-to-end for you and could save you potentially up to 65 70% of your time each week or each month on manual processing. And we're talking about technology and automating processes. One of the small, medium business, got to remember, the, I guess, the people behind the business and the impact that, that's, that that can have. So if we think of like a finance team or finance staff, um, have you seen in the business that you've been working through what challenges or what impacts that they're experiencing and then also how the businesses? They're handling that and handling the changes for their staff. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is that businesses are feeling worried that the roles that they already have filled for people doing accounts payable, for example, or other parts of the finance function are going to be made redundant. I think that's the biggest thing. So it's about embracing, I guess, what that new role looks like and understanding that people in a finance team are no longer just off to one side doing processing. They actually are becoming more at the center of the organization and becoming a more of the communications, uh, what's the best word, hub in the hub and spoke of a business. 
Yeah, I think it's more about how you actually get the most out of the time that you're investing in. Because when the cloud accounting first came out to the market, bookkeepers all go like panicked, thinking that they're going to lose the job because all the bank statements all fit in and then um, zero picks up what transaction it needs to be located to. But now they're actually saving that time, manual processing. So they're spending more time on advising clients, they're looking at their business our role as accountant also changed so that rather than just doing annual compliance work, we actually can spend the quality time reviewing their financials, actually looking at strategic planning and things like that. And I think it's not no difference to um, account payable function as well. Like don't look at it as you're losing the job opportunity. It's more about redirecting those human resources for value add um, transactions. It's a really good point, Young, and that's one of the things I've seen in my time as accountant is that previously when it was all manual, uh, clients would ask us, is the data correct? Now what we're getting asked is, what does the data mean? So we're taking it from a function that was just there to report to a function that provides insight into businesses. And this is obviously changing and changing rapidly. Um, Laurel, what trends are you seeing impacting on this and in particular in accounts payable? Look, there are a lot of trends that are impacting across the board, you know, specifically from the operations side, we're seeing the finance team has got to be aware of where the sales are being generated across the business. Um, on the accounts payable side, there are some trends around end-to-end payment that everyone listening to this podcast needs to be aware of. Because it's not just about that OCR text recognition and eliminating data entry. It's about identifying where all of those manual processes can actually be eliminated. And a big thing that we're seeing in accounts payable is that uh, solutions are pulling apart not just your general invoices to be paid in arrears and automating that process, but there are also, there are also solutions now where there are tools that will automatically generate individual cards for each overseas or local subscription that you're paying for your business so that you're able to even keep a monthly budget on your recurring subscriptions and cancel those cards whenever you want to. Or for example, creating individual employee cards for expenses that they're making every month. So it's not just that the flow of data that's up for discussion. It's actually the end-to-end payment side. Yeah, we just had a discussion on a previous episode about uh, corporate fraud, and uh, one of the points brought up was uh, employee expense cards. And um, is this automation a way of ensuring that uh, your employees are only spending correctly uh, and are authorised to spend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So not only can you put caps on what employees are able to spend every month or every week or uh, whatever time frame you want, but you also can set individual suppliers to be allowed or disallowed, or you can even shortlist a small list of, of designated suppliers that employees are able to spend to. In addition to that, you also can set specific time frames. So let's say you don't want your employees to go out after 5 p.m. on Friday and use their expense card on any transactions. You can actually cut off the timeframes that they use the card on. Yeah, that's really cool because one of the biggest complaints that we get is um, where there is a fuel card or a credit card used to buy fuel and there's there's 
fuel purchased on the weekend. And unless you're checking statements every month, you just might not see that. So you could limit it to, say, eight to five to be able to go and buy fuel at a specific vendor, for example. So that's really about how to utilise the data that you get from the automation. So you mentioned about the timing, you mentioned about limiting payments um, to have the safe control as well. So what are the tips you have for utilising data from automation? I'm thinking about other potential things that small businesses might be thinking about, uh, specifically around either scaling overseas or paying overseas suppliers. And one of the other big trends here is around um, hedging your foreign currency. And we're seeing a lot more tools available on the market to be able to do so, uh, so that you know exactly where you're spending your foreign currency. You can not only receive currency um, and spend currency, but you can also spin up bank accounts in other countries at the click of a button, which is incredible for businesses that want to either expand outside of Australia or set up shop from overseas in Australia. Um, It used to be that the process there for setting up those types of accounts took a really long time. So it's so exciting to see those changes, not only for our clients, but also for our advisors who are often doing the setup work. Yeah. And being able to, having that automation around that saves so much time, I guess, between the supplier goods, if you've got suppliers overseas and, and getting your product when you can then, I guess, resell or provide the service. And so Laura, what should small businesses be doing now to reduce costs and remain competitive? I think at a bare minimum, they should be embracing and taking advantage of all the benefits of cloud technology um, through getting onto a cloud accounting package. And there are a lot of benefits in that, including having those live bank feeds to make reconciliation better, to get visibility into your real-time data and spending. And if you want to be really bold and adventurous, definitely go out and also take advantage of some of that OCR text recognition and maybe some approvals process workflow technology as well, um, because that's really the bare minimum to get you up and running and save on that really boring manual data entry. Yeah, I think everyone would be happy to do that. I know a few years ago we had a switch from everyone used to type in their bank statements to then getting data feed. Laurel, do you know how much time that saves businesses? Look, I think it obviously it depends on the business, but the fact that you have to format your bank statement, import it into your accounting package, and then not only that, but you're also trying to code in all of the transactions that are arriving. You can fix that from both sides, A, by having the bank feeds, and B, by taking advantage of some of the automated coding that these accounts payable solutions offer. So that the first time you set up and configure your suppliers and your invoices, From there, you can just make sure it's all running smoothly and you don't even have to have any hands-on involvement in the transactions going forward. Yeah, and some people might think this is bad news for accountants, but as we touched on before, what happens is that we just go and do uh, higher value jobs. So we go and analyse data and we uh, do reports and we add more value to the business. We have focused a bit on accounts payable today and that's really because it's the emerging area in technology. Thank you for joining us, Laurel. If we wanted to find out a bit more, where can we go to? If you want to find out more information on this topic, uh, we have a landing page uh, and a white paper as well as a panel discussion where we've interviewed some of the leading solution providers uh, in Australia. And I think that it can be posted alongside 
uh, the podcast. Yeah, terrific. So we will we'll put some links to that on the uh, landing page at rsm.com.au forward slash talk big. If you do have any questions as well, email them to us at talkbig at rsm.com.au and we can forward those on to, to Laurel and get some uh, answers for you. Uh, guys, thank you very much for your time today. Young, thank you. Thank you for having me. And Chris. Thanks, Andrew. And Laurel, thanks for joining us. So thanks for having me. That, that's our RSM Talk Big podcast for this episode. Reminding you again, uh, subscribe at our webpage um, or at your favourite podcast service. Talk to you next time. Talk Big. Create, save and protect with RSM.